Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast brought to you by the coaches and clients of Arte Fitness Durham, Sunderland, and of course, the Barbell Club, where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. If you need any details on our program, there is a link below that's going to take you to our 90 day transformation. Click that, answer a few questions, go through it, and it'll go to a call booking system and you can book in a call with Sarah and she'll sort you right out. So in today's episode, we have client Johnny Parrish. Johnny's been a client on and off for seven years now. Um, and the last couple of years, he's, he's really stuck it in. Um, the transformation photos went out this week, I think. And I mean, the guy is absolutely ripped. He, he is like probably one of our best transformations. I mean, he is a bit of a freak of nature when it comes down to his strength because he's quite... a uh, and I wouldn't say he's smaller than a lot of the people we've had, but um, I mean, the muscles on him is just unreal. I mean, he's uh, we missed loads on the podcast when I'm really thinking back. And he has won our um, in-house strongman for the last two times. But on this episode, we talk about his entire journey with us, all the niggles, what he had to start with. I mean, they weren't really niggles, they were quite bad injuries. Um, so we talk on that and obviously how we've helped him through that and to get his strength to where it is now with the with his help of Coach Luke. And now that he's done his 12-week shred, and I mean, the pictures will be out there, um, he gives all, all of his journey on that, the ups, the downs, and he is a dad of two young kids as well and having to fit that around this crazy little journey of his but we absolutely love coaching him here and can't wait to see what's next for him. But yeah, really good, in-depth, everything there is to know about all of his nutrition through it, um, all of the activities he's had to do, go through it. And most of all, he just listens and implements. So give this one a watch, listen and enjoy. And if you can, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, the iTunes channel, all of them share these out so we can keep putting them out there so that we can keep inspiring the everyday person that it can be done so enjoy i've got my double boot today not many right questions then. there <laughs> not many questions there um i think some of them would be like yes no's but probably not right so who is johnny parish that's really hard to answer <laughs> isn't it it's like the only we only ever say that in an interview yeah um so i'm just turned 40 year old <laughs> um married got two young kids so fairly young family obviously like to train try and keep into shape um work in advertising and when i can play rugby and badminton rugby not so much lately been out over a year now bits of injuries and that hope to get back to it soon Basically, right? yeah, in a so nutshell, that'll do. Because I always like people to know, like, family, young family, yeah, yeah, young family, and obviously getting in the gym. How do you manage to be able to fit your four sessions in a week? Um, it was difficult, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's something I realized travel as well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that that's one of the hardest bits for me because it does make what should be a one hour commitment, it's two hours over two hours for me, so it's just over. Sad that I know it, but just over 16 miles each way. Right, so yeah. it is half an hour each time. So it's over two hours every session, really, when I've got to come in. Um, and obviously, you've got the fuel cost and everything, but it's something I decided I needed to do. Um, so there's been large periods of time where I haven't been doing this, and yeah. I do end up quite unhappy because of that. I feel like I need that structure and I need the, 
not the challenge, but almost I need that physical activity to keep me happy and to keep challenging myself. I guess it is a challenge, challenging yeah. myself all the time, always trying to push on. Um, so I decided I needed to find that. And I did struggle a lot when the kids came along. Um, there are commitments. Yeah. Um, certainly early <laughs> on, it was just unmanageable early on. Um, because you've got no time schedule whatsoever. Yeah. As that start, as you get a little bit older, you start to get a bit of a schedule in place with going to bed and waking up. So it was just a matter of finding the time for myself. And I realised very early on I wasn't going to have that time because it is fully committed between the kids and work. Your time's gone. So the only way I could do it was to carve an extra two hours out of the day, and which is why I do the early morning session. So the kids' routine kind of starts at seven. So if I get up at five, come here for six... I'm home by about 25 past seven. So I get home, Vic's just got the kids up, they're having the milk. I can get home for them. I do the hours routine with them, get them to school. Then it's work till about half five. Then it's a tea time routine, bath, bed. Then we have showers and then it's probably about nine o'clock. We sit down and just go, (sighs) and then we have like an hour to ourselves. Yeah. And then I've got to be in bed by 10 because I'm up at five the next morning, which sounds brutal, but it's not. I mean, everyone who's got kids have had to do this. But everyone will also say, well, I don't have time for the gym. You hear it all the time. But if you want to make time for it, get up earlier. It's, yeah. It is a bit shit. I get less than six hours keep a night. But again, anyone watching this is probably thinking, well, that's me too. You know, lots of people don't get a huge amount of sleep. As long as you can manage that, then give up a bit of sleep and you can find a few more hours in the day, you know. 100%. I mean, if I could train at that time, I would. Yeah. I'd, as soon I'd as one of you has gone and pages in, I'm yeah. in there somewhere. <laughs> <Straight on. laughs> I'll be in with one of you uh, at some point. But I think that's it. I mean, I was talking to um, Jamie from my group, yep. um, and he can't literally fit any any extra steps, anything else after this. Yeah. And so I only messaged him yesterday saying, "Look, Dan's in here from half five. Get in, jump yeah, on the bike for half, half an hour." He was this morning. Yeah, and he was this morning. Yeah. There, you seen him this yeah, morning. Yeah, he was he waiting beat, outside for time. Yeah, yeah, he beat me in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the thing you've had to carve out that day, and I think people. It's probably the only time of day for most people. I think it is because the rest of your days took. Because yeah. they are the normal time, so you fill them with work, you fill them with uh, commitments, basically. So if you create new time, you can do with that time what you wish. Yeah. And that, that's how I found it, really. And do you have any kids' classes on the night now? Don't have classes. Yet. That's going to that's happen. Um, so there will be more commitments coming, I know, but nothing should happen that early on. So the only thing that affects the gym is the late nights. But again, with kids, you can't manage that. You've just got to put up with it. So the last two have been horrendous, but... Uh, as long as you set your alarm, get into that routine, you might come in absolutely hanging, but you come in anyway. Yeah. And that's a good thing with the morning sessions. I've heard you mention it in other ones of these where you set your alarm, you're out of bed. Before I know what I'm doing, I'm driving to the gym. So by the time I start yeah. thinking, oh, can I really be asked <laughs> with this? It's too late. I'm here. Yeah, you didn't so even know. <laughs> you tend not to. It's weird because you'd think the six o'clock would be the main one that you'd miss, but it's not. I think it's the other way because it's such a part of routine, getting up and doing what you planned to do the night before. Yeah. I think it's a bit more regimented. Whereas when I first started out with you, it was an afternoon one. Yeah. And it's so easy to spend the day talking yourself out of it. Normally work commitments, it's dead easy to say, I've got to do that work, I'm going to miss that session. And when there's you... any amount of other things that can come up over the course of the day to talk yourself out of that late one. In the morning, you get none of that. You're up, you're out before anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, where you see it, you see how yeah. busy it is oh, in the morning. Shocking, absolutely it, buzzing. I mean, the, this morning, absolutely. It was rammed. It, <laughs> it was rammed. It was buzzing half. It hour. was, but but that's the thing. It's, but then, like, see, come to the night. Yes, people will be here. I know. I always say, but I always find out that the afternoon people can't talk themselves out of it. Yeah, and I did. I used to. I mean, yeah. I was pretty good for for most of it, but it, it's a very easy thing to do because yeah. yeah. 
it's, it's almost like you're, you're trying to find reasons sometimes. Because like I say, you wake up feeling like shit because you've had a bad night. You don't have time to consider that. You're already on your way. Yeah. If you feel like shit through the whole course of the day, you've got eight hours of finding a reason to say, well, I'm just not going into it. But there's still the adults who say they slept in. Yes, um, there I'll is. Leave, I'll I'm, sure that. That. I'm sure enough. I'm sure enough. It doesn't. Uh, right. Um, so when did you first start and why? Start here. Yes. Um, so I came you, I worked this out before I came, 2016, 16, which is easy was, to remember because yeah. it's yeah. me uh, when you yes. so I kind of got to remember yeah. that year. So yeah, I'd um, been playing rugby since uni. Um, so by that point, it'd been a canny while. That's and about I, 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. it feels like it. Um, <laughs> and if, if you play, well, to be honest, any contact sport long enough, eventually you'll get some sort of injury. And that's when I got mine a couple of years before I came here. Um, so I did my knee in. And it was just a bit of a nasty one. It was more complicated than it was big in that I just had two long stints of six months of rehab where I was laid up. So the way it went, it kind of locked out. So I had to have an emergency surgery to unlock it. And then he said, the surgeon, it was a good surgeon, but he said, to get this right, I want you at full strength when you go into the proper operation. So after the emergency operation to get the cartilage sorted, he then said six months of rehab before I'm going to operate properly. Right. And then at the other end of that, it's going to be another six to 12 months of rehab. So it ended up being like 12 to 18 months of recovery for something I didn't think would take that long. And I wasn't my best friend in that, in that I did just let it drop off. I didn't counteract it and think I'm laid up, I need to do something. It was literally just, ah, oh, fuck it. And when you do that with the physical side, as you know, the food goes off. Yeah. So by the time I got to January 2016, I was probably in about the worst shape I've ever been in. Which right. Yeah, just didn't feel or look good. Um, and I was going into my wedding year. So in August, I was getting married in Montenegro, a hot country with all my family and friends. And yeah. I did not want to be going out there in a place where <laughs> I'm going to have to put a pair of trunks on in front of everyone I know and love in the shape I was in. Yeah. But I still had the injury. So, I mean, I was off crutches and everything. I was capable. I couldn't do a huge amount. And there was still no sport, no running. Biking was about all I could do. And that's when I came to see you. And you said you could work around it. Yeah. That's what brought me to you. And that's what kicked everything off. Did you do weights prior to this thing? Not properly. So I've, like a lot of people, tried things myself, right. self-taught. So none of it would have been proper. There was no proper structure to it. The odd thing you find on the internet, you follow it for a few weeks and then it d dies out. Right. I've always found following any sort of program like what you do here, because I have been back and forth a couple of times yeah, since yeah, I yeah. started. So you try and replicate it, but normal gyms, just the environment and the setup of them doesn't lend itself to it. Right. So I'll go in there thinking, right, well, what did I do here? I say, right, well, I did a bench supersetting in uh, flies on the dumbbells. Yeah. You walk in there, someone's on the only bench there. It's like, right, well, now I've got to start on a different exercise, which I know isn't the best way around. And if you want to do a superset, you've got to keep two bits of kit free at a time. Like if you've got a busy is, gym, yeah. you just can't do it because <laughs> everyone hates that guy. Yes. Um, <laughs> and pretty quick. How many you, sets you got left? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as many, many as I want, dickhead. So pretty soon, I just didn't like going. And you, if you don't like going, you don't keep doing it. And then I just came, came off it. So right. I have done things in the past. I've dabbled with weights, but I've never done it properly or sustained it for any long period of time. Yeah. So did you, get, so did you come here to get in shape for the wedding? Or <laughs> yes. Because I think it was, it was I'm, memory, memory's right. I'm sure you had 12 weeks till your wedding. I'm sure we did like four weeks of a higher calorie than eight weeks. We had longer. I came in did January. You, was yeah. it right? Came okay. in January, got married in August. Uh -huh. So I think I did spend two months just finding my ways because that's the thing when you come with it fresh. Yeah. 
nobody wants to push you hard. I don't want to push you hard because I don't know yeah. if I want to make a dick out of myself and I don't know what I'm capable of. Uh-huh. You guys don't know what I'm capable of and you want to make sure you don't hurt me. Yeah. So it probably took two or three months before I was lifting what I could lift. Yes. Before yeah. you, which is great because then you see the doms out in a more sensible way and you yeah. don't break yourself before you get into it. But it took like three months before I was really starting to push and change myself, I suppose. Right. And then the 12 weeks, we did hone in over the 12 weeks where we put a plan in place and got myself yeah. a bit bigger and then started, I think I cut in for the last eight weeks. Nothing awesome, like shred yes. standard, but no, no, no. cut in. You still had abs though. Still had abs, by the way. Good abs as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, because when you came to us, when Sarah, I think it was the application form, because Sarah in our staff group will always post like, who's coming in, what's their injuries, yeah. all the rest of it. It sounded like you had two foot wooden legs. I know. It wasn't that bad, was it? <laughs> it wasn't as bad as what it sounded. No, and, and that's because I didn't know that. I was genuinely nervous because, yeah. like I said, I'd only dabbled in weights on my own, so I don't really know what's involved with them. Uh-huh. And the knee was so bad for so long, I knew it was coming back to me, but then I thought, I, I have no idea what that knee can take. I, could, I didn't know if I could go in and lift max weights or if with a warm-up weight it would crumble. I had no yeah. idea what I'd be able to do with it. It turns out quite a lot, it was fine. But I didn't know that, so I was quite anxious coming in with it. I just I thought, well, so what did you, uh, and this is off actually, so in, was, it, was it that period, was it that first block of time when we actually tested some one rep maxes? Oh, we did one rep maxes, yeah, closer towards the wedding. Um, Let us remember, hold on. Oh, sadly. It was a 2-3-2 deadlift, or was it a 2-2-2? Because you beat mine by fucking two and a half, yeah, something like that. Um, so I think it might have been a two, three, two. Was it a one eighty squat and yeah, a one fifteen right. bench? I don't think I've ever got past the one fifteen on bench. That's I mean, not, right, okay. Everything else I've moved on on the yeah. bench. I'm still stuck on. <laughs> but that, but I mean, those are crazy numbers. I know the videos out there on YouTube from yeah, many, many years somewhere. ago. Um, but those are crazy numbers to for, for us as coaches thinking, fucking hell, what, what, what have we got here? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't know. I didn't know yeah, that, you, you know? yeah. We was talking amongst ourselves, like, oh god, because I know. I remember you specifically said it wasn't any uh, like rotational stuff on the knee as well. Yeah, yeah. It, had to be was, all it was, quite it was a twisting and all yes, that. The twisting yeah, yeah. was absolutely fine. It turns out. So yeah, it, this lent itself perfectly to me. The dynamic stuff, knackered for. Yeah, I suppose that's uh, because of where we do just fixed weightlifting rather than mm. like um, CrossFit, yeah. where you're jumping all over the place or anything like that. It's going to lend its hand at most. Well, I've got a mate at work who does a CrossFit. He's properly in shape. And I've, yeah. he's a very similar age to me. So we talk quite a lot about the different things we do. Uh-huh. And I could never do what he does because of exactly that. <laughs> he's like, I'd get injured every week. Literally, I know I would. You would, yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, I can lift really good weights here. But uh-huh. if I try to do anything that he does, I just know I couldn't do it because of all the twists and all the mobility. The, they're all snatches and that. Yeah. What we do... It's put your feet there, get your weight, get yourself set, get your balance, and then do your lifts. Yeah. So everything's really structured and safe almost. Yeah. So even though you're lifting big weights, and don't get me wrong, you're creaking <laughs> under the weight of the things, <laughs> it's always planted. There's no, you don't feel unstable or at risk at any point. So yeah, it's that not like itself. a big full Olympic lift above the head. Exactly. In a squat. And, and because of the rugby and that, I do have, everyone does, I know, but I do have lots of little niggles that we've had to manage as we've gone through. Yeah. But I think doing this form of exercise um, minimizes that. Whereas, like I said, CrossFit, I think I'd be out more than I'd be in, which is what's happening with rugby nowadays. I'll, I'll do <laughs> quarter of a season with full intention of seeing the whole thing out, and then something will happen, and that's it. I just can't go back to it for months, the rest of the season's written off. And that's what's happened 
most recently I've not played since a year gone November, I don't think, because the back thing happened. Yes. And that's still not really sorted. So it's just this is something that can seem to sustain long term. Ever since you've started, you kept saying, I'm going to get back into rugby. And every time you fucking come back to rugby, it really knocks you. I know. I Jesus, know. man. Um, is, is that not telling you something? You think that, but <laughs> honestly, God, there'd be like, there's a good amount of lads on our team, lads, that older than me, you know, that's, you, you can't play that card because I'm sure one of the guys would probably tell us off for remembering wrong, but I'm sure he just turned 60 and he right. puts in half a game every, every week, week in, week out. Yeah. You can't go bitching when you've got 60 year olds doing it. But they haven't had knee. They, they probably have, oh, honestly. They probably have. Okay. And had, that's the annoying thing. My knee thing for all, it was catastrophic for me. It took 18 months to come back. It was detached ACL and then I dislocated it with after that. It's yeah. all complicated. Some people have these heroic snapped legs where you can hear it on yeah. the other side of the pitch and stuff. Horrendous. You, when I come in, you hear about my knee and I did yeah. a ligament. Fuck off. <laughs> get, get back to rugby, guitar. So when I go in there with my bulging discs, shut up, you get in. <laughs> oh, I just kind of, there's no real excuse and there's always someone who's had something worse than you have. So yeah, it didn't work that way. He's a nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. If, if I couldn't do something, I just, I'd, I'd just, Come back to bicep curls. Also, yeah, we answered that one, champion. Um, so lockdown training, you did some barbell in the lockdown training, if you remember. Yeah, that's <laughs> How kind of, was that? It's kind of when I came back to you for the last, yeah. the latest stint, really, we kicked it all off, um, I think. It's just been before you were 21, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it's got a while ago. Because um, yeah, did you do like four weeks of the barbell before you actually came yeah, back I to the barbell? Yeah, I pretty much right. came back yeah, just yeah, before yeah. we locked down, then uh, after had to go uh, doing it in the freezing cold garage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just getting back in the swing of things, just that in the dorms. years ago, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, it was, right? Probably more, actually. No, because anyway. it was we came back in the April 21. Right. Yeah, because it wasn't the first lockdown. No, no. It was it wasn't. the second one, and it was April the 12th, 21, and I think we, you must have come in just a few weeks before we kicked back into the right. group. So it, was after, it was after the lockdown because I didn't get allocated any weights because I wasn't here for that yes, to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was weird because the whole COVID thing seems like a blur. It's hard to place times and yeah. things, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it was, it was different. It was interesting because <laughs> you had to get fairly creative and it yeah. was hard to stay, it, like I say, again, structure. So here you get up, you get in the car, you come through. Yeah. Um, just getting up and going into your garage was a bit weird. I had to do it in the garage because I had the kids in the house. So then you couldn't be bouncing around and doing what I had to do in the living room because it would have woken everyone up. So luckily I've got the garage that worked perfectly for me. It was just really Baltic. Um, but yeah, it was great because it was still guided sessions. Yeah. Um, so this was, it wasn't the recorded ones. It was a live person. So yeah. you were there in front of us. Um, I don't know how to do every bloody one of them. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. Um, it was interesting. But there was plenty. It, the thing is, there was feedback. It was like, because it was all on Zoom, it was all live, we were all still interacting, we were all yeah. talking to each other. Um, so it worked, it worked fine, to be honest. And um, yeah, we got, it, it, was, it was quite interesting because I just told you what I had in my garage and we made it work, you know? It, I, 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 I found it creative, yeah, to be fair. Like, like, what, what, what do you got there? What can yeah. I see over there? Well, you can lift that. All right, I can, I can do, I, was, I mean, honestly, the settle was brilliant. I had like a scaffolding base for me, uh, calf raises, and I was hanging on to my stepfathers, and yeah. you had us doing uh, glute bridges on something horrendous. I remember it knocked out a towel across us that I, could fa I found in the corner. Right. Covered in oil, and I put a bar across me, beam, so I had a pull-up bar, and... Yeah. You had better equipment than us. I did all right, yeah, because <laughs> everyone else was in the living room or something, yeah. so they were having to do things on couches. I could almost always drag something out. It yeah, was a lot yeah. more suitable, so, yeah, it worked great for us. 
He had some good weights as well. I did. So um, mission to bulk and then the shred, mm -hmm. calories, etc. Time frame for what we give to bulk type thing. What was your calories like? How were they? Up until this um, year when we started the shred. It was probably the first and only time I failed in this gym <laughs> was trying to bulk. Right. So everything else I've tried to do here, I feel like I've, I've given it a good shot and got good results from it. The bulk, I just couldn't make it work. I don't think I had enough time on it. I, gave, I didn't give myself enough time. I think I did less than three months doing it. What, was that it? Yeah. Okay, right. So by the time I'd figured it out, it was too late, but I think it was a good thing because by the end of it, it had just gone in the wrong direction. As you always say, you start clean, you end up dirty, and that's exactly what I did. So right. at first it was just eating more of the same things. I wasn't getting enough calories in and I couldn't eat anymore. Yeah. And the weight wasn't going up. So you just start supplementing. So when you get to the end of the day and you've got calories to use, you just you eat the wrong stuff, as simple as that. Yeah. And it starts so... It's not really the wrong stuff, it's just having to just force it in, isn't yeah, it? It's exactly that. And because you can not you can only force so many, what you call whole or good foods in your chicken breast, your rice, your yeah, veg, yeah. you can only get so much of that in. So you do start resorting to, well, let's have that biscuit because then that's 120 calories and I can eat that because it's nice and easy. Yeah. And then you start with just one and then you say, well, if I just have these bits here that I know I shouldn't be having, I can get my calories in a bit more. And then you get on the scales and I still haven't put the weight on. So it's like, well, that, that didn't do me any harm, so I'll do more of that. <laughs> and then by the end of it, you're just eating shit. And right. the weight still didn't really go up, but my body composition started suffering for it. And I was carrying the wrong kind of weight going into Christmas. Right. By that point, I kind of imploded a bit. So in the run-up to Christmas, when you've got more temptations and opportunities to eat wrong anyway, I was already one eye on the shred. And I thought, well, the higher I go in on right. the shred, uh -huh. the more dramatic the drop will be. And I know I'm going to lose it because I've got it all planned in. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I kind of went way off on the, on the wrong direction on it. So I finished up on 4,000 calories, which was really hard to maintain for yeah. me. It's time as well. Again, don't have a lot of time. And to eat that quantity of food, it takes time. Um, you've got to factor in your eating plan. And you've also got to prep, prep all of it. And you've got to shop for it. It does take time to do all of that. Um, but by the time I got to Christmas, I was doing it all wrong. And then over Christmas, I just took the brakes right off because I just thought, well, why bother? In two weeks' time, I'm going to shred down. And if I'm a couple pounds heavier from these two weeks, then I'll just lose that two pounds after. Yeah. So completely the wrong way to do it. So yeah, the book didn't work <laughs> for me. If I did it again, I'd have to reset and just try and do it completely differently, I think. Probably give it a bit more time. So do you find, like, getting, does it make you feel groggy then? like trying to force that amount in because most people out there when you're saying 4,000 calories a lot of people would give that's the fucking dream yeah I know <laughs> and it could be because I could eat anyone could eat and drink 4,000 calories yeah. in a really enjoyable way <laughs> you, yeah. could, you could have your full English, Saturday, yeah. full English you can go to McDonald's you can yeah. have beers you can do whatever you want but obviously you're not going to achieve what you want doing that to do it in the right way is really difficult right um, I didn't feel groggy off it I mean it's weird eating when you're not hungry because it's not an enjoyable experience. You eat when you're hungry and you therefore enjoy eating. When you're eating when you're not hungry, it's, it's just, it's not something you enjoy. So why do it almost? So I was pushing myself to do something that wasn't really getting me any better results in the end. And to be honest, even when I was shredding down, my strength was around the same as when I was bulking anyway. That's how I know I did it wrong. Because I was hitting PBs in shred yeah. that I didn't hit when I was on the bulk. Now, whether that's just because of what program we were on or what, I don't know. Yeah. But, and I know I would have had more energy. And when I did my sessions, I didn't feel dizzy and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> like I did on the shred. But yeah, I didn't really see a huge benefit for it. So I was eating loads more calories. My weight wasn't going up. 
I wasn't really putting a lot of lean mass on. Uh -huh. My strength was negligible, so why do oh, it almost? So that's how I know I did it wrong, because I know yeah. if I did it right, I would see results. Right. So if I did it again, I'd probably take a bit more guidance, give it a bit more time. But your energy levels, weird, did you feel energy, energy levels, levels yeah. Different? yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, I didn't, because you take them for granted, I think. So you right. don't notice something's not there till it's gone. So in the shred, massively notice the energy levels. That right. really hurt me. Um, energy levels, and I felt like I was floating for about 12 weeks. You just, you're ready to get lightheaded all the time. Yeah. I never had any of that. So because I wasn't suffering from it, didn't really notice it. Right. And I didn't feel like I had loads of energy. Yeah. But because I didn't, I wasn't missing any. I didn't, didn't feel anything really. It was just take it for granted. When you're paying poorly in it, like you don't yeah. know. You, you, you don't. don't yeah. You don't, don't know you feel good until you. You, you don't miss bad. it till it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Exactly that. Mad. So what? How? What weight did you go up to in, in bulking phase? I think I gained about four or five pounds. So I got up to one eighty three, which is what I. Well, I'm saying I think it was about one eighty ish when I went into Christmas. I came out right. of Christmas one eighty three. Fucking hell. So. Probably about the one eight months. I only put about four or five pounds on in three months bulking. And I was genuinely trying to eat 4,000 calories. Well, you were. And, and I mean, I did see, like, it was dropping a few, a, 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 a bit. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to do it. I was trying to egg you on. Yeah. Uh, I failed mine as well. Yeah. Um, just because my training volume wasn't matching. And it was like, I am just going to get fat here. Yeah. So yeah. I, I dropped off mine. And it was like, I'll just maintain because my training was all over the place. Yeah. Basically, for <laughs> December, I just got fat. Yeah. <laughs> Fair dues. So 180 what? 183. 183 from there. That's what I came on, And yeah. then what was your calories like on your shred? What did you drop to? Um, I immediately went down to 22. Right. Um, for the first month, and that was too hard. Um, and I think a bit that's down me because I was still ninja tracked because that was the only way I could get through it if I still had a bit of a weekend to look forward to. Yes, yeah. So I'm telling everyone I was on 2200. In reality, I was probably in about 1900 to 2000 a day, which was just too little for me so that I could have the yeah. weekends. So we went up to 2400. So half your calories. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and the weight was coming off quicker than it needed to. So we upped me to 2400. I'll probably going at the end because yeah, I, yeah. I got my figures all sorted out so I know yeah. I actually averaged over the course of the 12 weeks I did average 2200 yeah but I was aiming for 24 but because I ninja tracked and had a bit of a weekend yeah it actually balanced out to 2200 in the end but I was aiming for 24 as I went so we'll talk about that now actually because it was a super interesting thing you sent us so the 20 so it was 2200 across the board did you say just that? over yeah just over 22, yeah. So at the end of the shred, because I'm, I'm an Excel geek, so I put all my numbers in there, what was uh -huh. going in, what was going out, and I just averaged it all up for the 12 weeks. So it's the only way, real way to do it. I know it was, uh, start, you start a lot harder and yeah. uh, finish a little bit weaker. Um, but basically, I tracked through the whole thing, and the main thing it highlighted was the inaccuracies of the tracking through nobody's fault. It's just the way the tracking works. Or the inaccuracies of calories burned. Yes, that was more of the calories burned, yeah. and I know that for a fact almost. So. My calories burned, I can't remember the figure, but basically I used my fitness pal to track my calories and I know that was as close as you could get. I've done that for seven years, so I'm pretty good at it now. I yes, think yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, I could look at a plate of food and give you a fairly accurate macro breakdown just yeah. by looking at it. And I know if something's off when I'm putting it into my tracker. Yeah. And when I started the shred, I made a point of almost resetting so I didn't take any of the history forward whatsoever. I started afresh day one wow. of the shred. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I scanned every barcode I could and what didn't scan, I found a very accurate 
one that I could find on there, you know. Yeah, work from similar don't. past stuff what you've tracked before. Yeah, I had yeah, a good yeah. idea what it should be, so I could pick a fairly accurate one off that. Uh -huh. Or if Tesco didn't have it, I could find the Sainsbury's alternative yeah. just by searching. Um, so I know that tracker was pretty close, and I tracked everything, um, yeah. like everything, milk in my tea. Um, the odds thing is sneak. I didn't sneak it. I snuck it at the time, but I still tracked it afterwards. I made sure every yeah. calorie went in there. So I think that was as, as accurate as tracking can get. Right. And then on my Fitbit, I did make sure it was up to date. So I kept my weight consistently coming down on it. Yeah. So I put the information in everything that I could give it. Right. And at the end of it all, the figures were that I was in a deficit of just over 1600 calories every day. That was Fitbit yeah. versus mm -hmm. MyFitnessPal, so in and out. In reality, I lost 2.08 pounds a week, every right. week on average. So that means I was actually in a deficit of just over a thousand calories. So yes, it's yes, almost yes, exactly yes. a third out. Yes, sir. And I, was, I put in that yeah. information as closely as it could possibly yeah. be. But at the end of the day, it's just a few hundred quid on your wrist. It's never going to give you that accurate uh, an, no. an output. And even, in, even how good you are at tracking and it, it will be as close as you can get, <sighs> that's still going to be out? Yeah. Of course it is. It is, and I, I don't, this is what people will never like. Even though we tell people to track all the rest of it, track and and look at this. Yeah. Um. I mean, not so much on the calorie burn. I mean, we use generally these for steps. to make sure the steps. Yeah, 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 steps. But people will never understand it, and they'll always think calories in, calories out on these devices, and go fucking like that's yeah, it. It should and, be it. Yeah, but most people's tracking, I know, is never going to be as good as yours. <laughs> <laughs> it, especially in the shred because you yeah. do you honed out of the smallest detail so yeah. when i got it, when i get back from here i was trying to fast through the morning to save calories up as much as i could and i found it easier in the morning you were starving but it was easy enough to eat because i had other distractions the one tipping point was making the bands breakfast so up at five an hour's session get home and at half seven i'm making butter on toast so oh god what i could do with that <laughs> and the band my daughter doesn't like a crust so i slice of crusts off yeah. slivers and that'd be my breakfast i'd eat the crust i weighed them <laughs> that was 14 grams of bread two grams of butter 48 calories and i put that hell. so you put everything in yeah so yeah. that really was as on point as i'll ever have me tracking and i don't think i'd have been far out but that's it see that 48 calories there mm. from a um non so, so quite a new person who's just new to tracking and all the rest of it they would never track that they would never would track you? the milk or sugar in the coffees or and, teas or anything And it like surprised you because when I first yeah. tracked it, I thought, that's going to be a nothing. It was almost a quarter of a slice of bread. I thought, it's just a crust off. But when you put it on the scale, I did it three times. I was like, yeah. that can't be right. A slice of bread's 40 grams. I was just coming out of 15. <laughs> that, I said, that shouldn't cost me that many calories. And it did. And it did. And you, like you say, milk and tea. Yeah. I'm an absolute tea pig. I'll have 10 cups of tea in a day. Right. And I work out, I have 40 mils of milk in every cup of tea on average. So, yeah. Because I started weighing it. It was working out like... 150 calories a day just on my tea. Right. And when you're shredding. That must be skimmed milk then, is it? No, no you know what? There's not much difference. Oh, is it not? Right, okay. Not a lot of difference. And carbs is actually better the other way around. I learned when we did our carb load week. Right, okay. Um, but anyway, um, it was about 150 calories a day just in my tea. And just in that is tea. a very easy thing to say, I don't need to track that. Yeah. That's a lot of calories that you're, you're not thinking about, you know? And see if somebody is on like a, a very quite restrictive diet female 1500 calories 10%, yeah. that's 10% of their daily yeah. thing on a tea because in fact one of the girls um one of the girls wasn't tracking her milk 
who was on the shred, right. she was having 10 cups of tea a yeah. day. Well, it does. If you think of that over a week, if, even if it's 150 calories, that's 700, 1,050 calories a week. It's scary, isn't it? Times it over a year. Yeah. Oh, God. Without knowing, do you know what I mean? And, and people don't understand these little bits what go into it. They're just scanning the code mm -hmm. and say it's not coming up or typing in something. And it's like the first thing that comes yeah. up, oh, fish and chips is only 300 calories. <laughs> Champion, I'll have yeah. two portions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it, I, I, like I, I said to you when, when you sent us that over, like that is super interesting how even you, because I'll call bullshit on a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll call bullshit on most I've people. Done, I've done that before. <laughs> yeah, we, it is. I'll call bullshit on most people, but it's like I understand, like, yeah, I mean, Excel, that's. That's when you know you're into it. Yeah. Um, not when I say like uh, three days missing and get off track and everything. And it is super interesting because 30% out for someone like you is fucking mental. But it's really important to know because I'm in the process now of figuring out what I do for, I'm probably jumping ahead of you, no, what no. I do for the next 12 weeks or whatever. Yeah. And I want to make sure I'm, I'm right for my holiday. So I now need them figures. And what you always say, it's really hard to figure out your maintenance. It's really hard to figure out yeah. how to get where you want to be. And because of the shred, that's one of the biggest outcomes I've had from it for a long right, term. Yeah. I know exactly what my maintenance is because I know I had 2,212 calories a day yeah. when I was doing that level of activity. And I know I burnt two pounds a week. So I yeah. know that plus 1,000 calories is now my maintenance, 3,212. Yeah. So long as I keep the activity levels the same. I was going to say, as long as the activity but, levels keep the same, but so then your weight's going up as well. And the weight's going up as well. <laughs> but the activity levels, that... I didn't find that hard at all. And shred, that was the easy bit. The food right, was the hard okay. bit. Um, I was probably 80% of the way there on the activity levels anyway. Right. So adding that extra little bit really wasn't, wasn't that difficult. Um, okay. So I think I can maintain that going forward. It's more knowing the calories in to get that deficit. And now, for the first time in seven years of being here, I know almost to the calorie what my maintenance is, which I've never yeah. known before. It's always a guess. Just had a thought there because if obviously all that the, the, the weight loss hasn't come in at the right um, equations of what yeah. we've done and all the rest of it, but have we put muscle on in those twelve weeks then? Ooh. Because if you're seeing you're hitting PBs in the shred, mm. obviously your strength's going up. So generally, in line with strength, muscle mass has to come along, but it is generally hard in such a deficit. <laughs> I still think, I started April last year properly back mm -hmm. here, I still think I hadn't found my maximum, so it could just be that I was just creeping up naturally anyway. Yeah. But the shred hasn't slowed that down, that's what that means. So yeah. I don't know if it means I've increased my strength, or uh, I've just been able to keep putting the weights up to find where that limit was. And it's just yes. so happens I found that, I think it was about three weeks before the end of the shred on the squat. Right. Because Luke kept putting shit up. Um, but the strength, <laughs> the, the weird thing is with the shred, I didn't feel like my strength ever went down. It was just right. en energy levels. So you, you, it's, all, it's weird that the power's there. Yeah. But the strength to fuel that power wasn't there. I don't know, it's a weird way of saying it. No, um, I get it. I mean, because when Luke talks about um, his cuts, he just ends up taking longer in the gym. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it. Yeah. He says, like, obviously moving from one thing to another, still moving the same weights and all the rest of it. But you see his, his sessions just take longer. Yeah, so the ability to shift the weights there, Yeah. it's just the fuel to do that's less, and you, you suffer more for it. Well, probably just because your carbs are a lot lower than generally as well. Yeah, yeah So absolutely. it's like, the, where's, where's my carb drive? Yeah. Where's my fuel coming yeah. from? Yeah. Mad, um, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah, you've answered basically, how was the shred? <laughs> um, so how's Luke then? <laughs> 
because obviously what I've seen obviously with Luke as well, Luke's game, like you were already strong. You've always had that fucking crazy strength in you. And what I've seen from Luke is he's, he's, he's ramped you up further, to be fair. He's, he's, like, he's like a ninja that way. He does it without really letting you know he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. So anyone else would egg you on to it. Let's try this. Let's try putting a bit more on. Yeah, yeah. He just does it. He's turned around and he's just put an extra two and a half on there. Right. <laughs> you're looking at this thing and he doesn't even say it. He just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I'll go and do my set then. Eh? Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's, he's quiet. He's a, he seems like the most laid back guy in the world. But yeah. he's always, he knows what he's doing. Probably you know he does, and um, he's, uh, he's a couple of times he tested it. So I think it was the first strong event, right? And I was I did the practice session when we were doing the log press for one rep max, right? Okay. And I don't think I'd ever done a log press in my life, yeah. so I picked it up for the first set. And I think he was he was just monitoring that at the time. Uh-huh. Um, he was uh, running that that section, and he just said, "I reckon you got 90 in you there." Right. And I finished up on 92. I didn't yeah. know myself. I had no idea. I was just warming up, I think, on the 55. Yeah. I was like, Christ, that feels heavy. Like, and he was there, oh, you got 90 in you. <laughs> and he literally got it to within 2K. And I think he's done that two or three times where he'll say, you've got this in you in the next yeah. few weeks. It's like we started a program off during the shred on the squat. And he says, you'll lift 200 on that before the end of this. And <gasps> that, that's when I hit my PB. Fucking but he, hell. he knew, starting, yeah. on the, starting on the program, he's like, you'll have 200 on this. Said, no, I don't think so. Like, he knows better than I do. So and 200 for your body weight, Jesus it was, Christ. It was creaking. But yeah. the thing is, that, that, <laughs> that's the point, though. You, you can trust him to do it. I know he's going to get the most out of me because yeah. before I even start the program, he knows he's got a pretty good idea what I'm going to do quite and what magic. I'm capable of. So he just has to get me there, you know? Fucking hell. Yes, quite magic indeed. It feels like. So, what I talked to uh, Dan about the other day with. with it was, a, I've only just mentioned it this morning, because with about Luke, because like Dan, like quite, um, so the coaching styles are different and everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, Dan's totally jealous that Luke's got you and Jack, but hey, he wants you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what I've, what I've said, because like where you said Luke's so laid back, he is, he's, it's a, I, like I was talking to Luke about yesterday, I was saying, like, I don't understand how you get through these sessions. I like, Rex, we joke about him because yeah. Dan, <laughs> he bellows out. You, yeah. you know when, you know when his guy sets are. Luke, honest to God, I've been talking to Jack. Are, are we meant to be in here? And you look at, and he actually goes, "It's not. Fuck, it's, we're on the army, mate. Shout, tell me." He's actually, yeah. Okay, set two, I think. Yeah, yeah. he's that quiet. <laughs> but, but what, like what um, Dan actually said, was because I said, I don't know how he gets through a session. And Dan was saying, because Dan gets through five sets of everything, where you just get through four, yeah. and I get through four. Yeah. And Dan was saying, like where you, where he's got uh, you and Jack. Who, I mean, Jack strengths fuck yeah, off, blew through the roof. Um, and obviously Dan watches. <laughs> <laughs> but he says like it's probably more beneficial what Luke's actually doing, because you're getting that bit of a bigger rest. Right. And mm. I never ever thought about it. Me like fuck, because I'm still. I mean, you can hear me yeah, taking the yeah, seat. You in, yeah. in, 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 and like, you can, I don't even know when Luke, if he's ever moving, um, <laughs> but you just get through it, but it's like, that probably is recovery time is helping you through there, yeah. and it's not to say that like, uh, me or Dan, like say if we do get through five sets, it's not to say me or Dan's right getting more in, yeah. because are we actually, like, and I don't know what's best, because I mean, Dan's got some strong motherfuckers as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pa- yeah. he's coached Paige yeah. for these last few yeah. years, do you know what I mean? Pound for pound is stronger yeah. than anyone, you know? <laughs> oh, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's, a, it's a mad little theory of it, but like, clearly it's working. 
yeah, again, you don't, it's, it's, it's just Luke, he's so quiet and laid back, you don't think he's doing anything, but actually behind the scenes, I think he is. Yeah. So when you, if you do question it or there's a, it, it does come up every now and then, what's the recipe for this? He'll just take you a load of science or something he knows from yeah. bodybuilding that. And you're like, oh, right, yeah. well, you, you are doing that on purpose then. Yeah. So if he's doing it, it doesn't seem it, but it is considered, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It, whenever people look from carnage across, they always say, like, but we're just standing about. Uh, but it, it, I have to fully explain, especially when new people are coming in, it's like I always have a bit of a fear of people um, coming in and not getting a good workout the first week. Yeah. But I have to keep explaining, look, this, you'll enjoy this rest in a few weeks. Yeah, you'll want this minute rest. I was going to say, Dom's hit after three days, so they'll know yeah. pretty quick that it's having an effect on you. You're yeah. not doing nothing. And it is, it's just always explaining, like, look, uh, we're just going to find your weights first, and yeah. then we can add weights to it. Like, just relax this week, and I can lift more, yeah. but regardless, you're going to hurt. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, on the shred, then, let's let, I mean, you've obviously had mint results over the years, all the rest of it, but what weight did you start at on the shred, and what weight did you finish at? So, it was 183 down to 158, which really pissed me off, because that was one pound more than you. <laughs> yes, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that one pound. I don't um, know what I started at, though. It would been similar. The thing is, whenever I go in, I look at you because we're very similar heights. Yeah. <laughs> strength, so it yeah. Be, I can follow you most places. 28. I don't know. I lost 28 total, so I was one. I think I lost 25 total. 25. So Started a couple more than me. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you look better. <laughs> so, so that's it. And we've already figured that out, so yeah. But um, how did you fail with those results? <laughs> I, I, was, I was buzzing with them because I didn't really have a goal in mind I just did it for the challenge of it yeah. and the shred is enough in its own right to be a challenge yeah. I know a lot of people do it for a wedding or for a birthday or whatever yeah. I didn't have that um, it was just to see if I could do it and what I could achieve on it yeah. and it's, it has proved I know you've mentioned it before it's not body dysmorphia it's not that um, extreme but you do see a completely different person in the mirror to what you see on the photos yeah. so even when I've had them photos you just can't believe what you, you're seeing on them because yeah. you look in the mirror and I don't know if it's an angle that you're looking at or like say just your perception but I s still don't feel like you're looking that in, in the mirror as well right. you on the photos of the way they come out might just be Luke doing his trickery I don't know <laughs> he, well he doesn't edit them or anything like no, that it's, no. it's just literally obviously it's a lot of oil <laughs> softbox a lot of oil I'm trying to get yours tanned up a bit uh, um, which you could have done better at sorry <laughs> <laughs> but the, it isn't there's no trickery in it I mean obviously camera like camera yeah, angles are always going to be brings better it up. yeah it brings it up better um, but if you would have fucking walked out onto a beach that day you'd have been Oogle that. <laughs> <laughs> Your last will have been fucking get some clothes on, will you? <laughs> Not me, is anyway. Um, I sort of a perception, I'll tell you, like, there's a bit of a psychological thing with everybody. And I don't know if it happened to you, but what, do you think you would change anything about yourself looking at those photos? Do you think, like, because a lot of men will never be big enough, a lot of women will yeah, never be yeah. lean enough. If you're seeing, because that's like, I, I think the shred as well for a lot of people can be like a big reset, like a big, yeah. big body recomposition. And you can see where, say, you lack or where you've gained or anything like that. Did you see anything like that? This is just for me. Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I mean, personally, if I could change anything, I'd probably want to work on my chest. Like I said, I think right. I'm quite out of proportion in what I can lift on legs and back versus my chest. Uh -huh. 
So either I'm weak on my chest or I'm strangely strong on my legs. I don't know which it is. Right, okay. So looking at the photos, I would probably say I could... There's, most people have a bigger chest than me. So right. that would be the only thing. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be quite happy if I, if I look like that. Eighty year old. Yeah, that's as good as I, I think I'll ever look. And I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change a lot. So do you see yourself just like, let's say, a long stand point, long stand point of view? Do you see yourself... Do you think like the static type weightlifting will be forever type thing? I'd like to think so. I'd like to say that the hardest part for me is the time commitment. So yeah. it's it's the two out. It's I not mean, a one anywhere, thing. by the way. This is, I'm yeah, not trying yeah, to hook you into I've, a lifetime I've, commitment. Uh, to you. <laughs> I've, I've looked, not, nothing against this place. I've yeah. looked for something more convenient. Yeah, of just because I, if yeah, I could yeah. do this in an hour and a quarter, it would be a lot easier and there'd be less barriers. In your life, of course, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I just can't find anywhere similar. Um, I need to open somewhere down your way. Really, I keep telling yeah. you. I'll, I'll help you, Christ. Um, but yeah, um, I, I do. I'd like to think I will. And certainly I've got no plans to stop and it achieves right. what I want to achieve. Like I said, there's been times because over seven years, you're not going to stick at it. There's no, I don't think there's anyone who's been here for seven years without stopping or breaking at any yeah. point. Um, things get in the way, kids get in the way. And when I'm off it, eventually I always get to a point where I just, I'm miserable because of it, because I get yeah. into a bad shape. But it's not just how I feel about myself, it's the, the lack of structure. I like to have, I think I said right at the beginning, I like to have that level of activity and challenge, and it's a structure it brings with it. So even though it's a slog it a and it's hard work, right? it's, it, it, it's, it provides me with that. So yeah. it's almost, it's, it's like work with everyone as well. There's times when it's hard to have, but if you didn't have it, because people who wish it away and think, I just wish I didn't have to work. But I think, COVID probably taught us all that, that when you didn't have it and you lack that structure, people yeah. were in mess. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one knew what to do with themselves. So you actually need that structure. Now, yeah. I'm not saying it's like working. I'm just mean it's a part of structure that I miss when I don't have it. Yeah. So even though sometimes, like this morning, when the kids give you four hours kick, you're knackered, you feel like shit, it's still, you still come in because you still want to do it. You might yeah. not necessarily want to do it that day, but without it, you'd miss it. Probably how I always think having no structure not boring um, it, having no structure makes me more tired yeah, because I don't is. know what to do with myself Wednesdays are tired as I am so Wednesday <laughs> I'll quite often lie in until about half six when I've got to kick the kids right. routine and my body clock always gets me up yeah. but I'm never tired and when, on a Wednesday I don't understand it still don't understand it fucking hell it's got to be something linked because weekends I don't know what it is but weekends I get up earlier than I do for me my body clock kicks in Right. and I think because on a weekend that's your time to do your own thing so I'm not getting up for work I'm getting up to do my own stuff yeah. getting up to do my own chores and it just starts going in my the head the structure of cleaning the house and blah 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 it's blah, exactly blah. Yeah. that so as soon as I open my eyes be it four five whatever it is it's yeah. like I'm going to get up because I've got stuff I want to do so I yeah. get up ridiculously early on weekends but on a Wednesday which is a work day I just don't have training right. I'll sleep until about half six and then yeah I'm just I'm that takes me so long to wake up. I'm grouchy. It's weird. I can't explain it. Oh, I'm sorry I don't open Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Last one then. Um, so, same question as most people. What would you say to someone wanting to live a leaner, healthier lifestyle? Um, find the time for yourself. Like I say, it's, it sounds preachy, but people will make the excuse that they just don't have time. I think that's the easiest one, yeah. open-ended one to make where you can't just disprove them. But in reality, like I said, there's 24 hours in a day. Just give something up, even if it's your sleep. And it might not be healthy advice, but you can <laughs> you survive on what yeah, everyone just will have. Just go to bed earlier. Just go to bed earlier, yeah. yeah. Um, th there's ways to fit it in. And then when you do, 
just don't go too big too soon, which is a bit rich coming off a shred because I know that's an absolute <laughs> extremity, but that, that was 12 weeks out of seven years that I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah, um, And that's kind of the point. Seven years I've been doing this, if I'd set very small goals seven years ago, I'd be exactly where I want to be now, no matter what them goals were, because I would have had seven years to achieve it. Yeah. So it's kind of like consistency. Um, it's really, really peculiar saying. I, I can't remember where I picked it up from. I won't be reading because I don't read. But I got it from somewhere years right. back about Vegas, and it's, I can't remember how it goes. I'm going to fuck this up, I know. Um, I guess 99.9% .9 of people will go to Vegas with a tenner trying to make 100 quid, and all of them will leave Vegas with nothing. Then the smart 1%, 0.1% go to Vegas with 100 quid trying to make a tenner, uh -huh. and those people will leave Vegas with 110 quid. Right. And it's the same sort of thing. When you get people through here saying, I want to lose three stone in three months, Yeah. Most won't achieve it, and they'll bugger off and come and pest you next January. Yeah. Those that do achieve it, given two years, they'll probably be back the other way again because you can't yeah. sustain it, and they haven't put habits in. They've just blitzed it, had the adrenaline to do it, had the drive to do it, but then they've gone off the other way. But if you say that was a two-year cycle, for instance, if that same yeah. person came in and said, I want to lose two pounds a month, how easy is that? That's 250 calorie deficit a week. That's yeah. a very small change to your lifestyle to get that. And in two years' time, you've lost, what, 48 pounds. So if you could take anyone two years after you first met them and said, if I can promise you'll be 48 pounds lighter in two, year, two years' time, yeah. wouldn't you wish you could have done that two years ago? And those people would achieve that because you're not asking them to do a lot. But I know no one does that. But that would be <laughs> the, one, the one. And, and I'm the same because people don't go over that, that threshold to lose yeah. two pounds a month for two years. They come because they've got a goal in mind that yeah. summer and they want to hit that. And the thing is, mentally, you're, you're capable of doing it. In January, everyone comes in in January, I can, I can achieve anything, I've got the adrenaline. Yeah. And that's why you get the January brigade, and they'll hit it hard. But the problem is, that's all motivation, and motivation runs out. And when you don't have your motivation, you need discipline, and you only get that from truly wanting something and having something that's achievable and manageable. So no matter how motivated you think you are you will get to that second tuesday in february when you've got no sleep you feel like shit it's snowing <laughs> you've still got to get in that's yeah. where discipline takes over because you cannot possibly be motivated all the time it's dead easy to come in here skipping in when you're full of energy and you're happy and you feel like doing it it's that second tuesday in february where you've got to come in and you're still coming anyway and now you people you see you week in week out yeah perfect thank you very much buddy right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.